You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck in wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And if you haven't taken our free course yet, Unburdened, Finding Balance, Living Alongside Autism, make sure you click the link in the show notes. It's www.notyouraverageautismmom.com forward slash free course and get registered. My name is Shannon Urquiola and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. And in this free course, I teach you things that I learned along the way that changed my life. And I live this autism parenting journey day in and day out, just like you. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 150, From Struggles to Strength, Relationship Survival Guide. Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast, and this is our 150th episode. Can you believe that? It feels like we were just celebrating our 100th episode, and now here we are at 150. Every week, I explore the highs and the lows and everything in between of raising autistic children. Today's episode is one that hits really close to home for me. We're going to talk about maintaining relationships successfully while raising autistic children. And this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart as I've been there, done that, and lived through it. And I know firsthand the struggles that couples face when they're on this journey together. I've walked in those shoes. And I can tell you that raising autistic children can put a tremendous strain on relationships. When my son Jordan was just five and Madison was three, their father and I divorced. So yes, I became part of that startling statistic. But you see, I've learned a lot since then. And I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. As a master certified life and parent coach, I've made it my mission to help families like yours navigate these challenging waters. And I'm here to tell you that it is possible to thrive as a couple and as parents raising autistic children. Before we get into the nitty gritty of this topic, I wanna remind you to be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you haven't already, please take a minute to leave a review. Your feedback helps us just continue to bring you valuable content and reach more families just like ours. I'm going to share with you the top 10 reasons that relationships tend to fail while you're raising autistic children. Now, obviously, this is just my opinion based off of my experiences and the families that I've worked with. And more importantly, I'm going to offer some relationship saving strategies to help you stay connected and on the same parenting page with your partner. So grab a cup of coffee, take a deep breath, and let's get started. So number one on my list of reasons why relationships can falter when raising autistic children 
is lack of understanding and communication. Pretty sure we all know that communication is the cornerstone of preserving any healthy relationship, right? You have to make time to discuss your feelings, your concerns, and your needs regularly. And remember, your partner may have a different perspective on your child's needs, on their behaviors, and really on the impact autism has on your family. And that's okay. Even if you and your spouse or partner have different opinions about what's best for your child, it is critically important to listen to each other's perspectives and understand why those beliefs are held. When you're able to do that, what happens is you can find common ground and you can make informed decisions together. The key here is to open an honest communication, right? Regularly check in with each other, share your thoughts, and above all, listen. Another key strategy that goes side by side with communication is collaboration, right? While it may sometimes seem easier to divide and conquer, I want to encourage you to make an effort to share responsibilities and collaborate when it comes to decisions concerning your children. Children with autism thrive with consistency and presenting a unified front can greatly benefit them. So work together, discuss your approaches and align your strategies to provide your children with the stability they need. Number two, stress and exhaustion. Raising autistic children can be physically and emotionally draining. Both parents can feel overwhelmed, which can lead to resentment and misunderstandings. It is so important to prioritize self-care and create a support network that allows each of you to take breaks and recharge. You have to remember, you cannot pour from an empty cup. When you're tired all the time, it's so easy to neglect your relationship, right? Our third reason is neglecting your relationship. <laughs> it's easy to get so caught up in your child's needs that you forget to nurture your partnership. Set aside quality time for just the two of you. The demands of caregiving can lead to a lack of intimacy. You have to prioritize intimacy, even if it takes extra effort. Your relationship is, is worth that extra effort, whether that's a date night at home or a weekend getaway. Those moments can reignite the connection that brought you together in the first place. And y'all, please don't underestimate the power of date nights. Make time for each other, even if it's just a quiet night at home after you've put the kids to bed. Put your phones down, snuggle together on the couch, watch a movie. You know, sometimes words aren't even needed to connect, right? And you might just be surprised at the benefit that you will get. Respite care is another valuable option to consider. And I know that this isn't an option for everyone. I get it. But if you can, 
it allows you and your partner to take much needed breaks while ensuring that your child is still receiving the care that they need, right? Don't hesitate to ask for help when you need it. Asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. By taking care of yourselves, you'll be better equipped to care for your children and take care of your relationship. Number four, financial strain. Look, we all know autism therapies and interventions can be expensive and strain your finances, adding extra pressure to your relationship if you're not on the same page financially. Creating a budget and discussing your financial goals as a team can alleviate some of that stress. And don't be afraid to seek financial guidance if you need it. Work together to create a financial plan that addresses the unique needs of your family. And you can seek advice from financial experts if you need to. Number five, different parenting styles. You and your partner may have varying approaches to parenting your children, which can lead to conflicts. Couples often have different approaches to parenting. You are two humans with two different thoughts and feelings and beliefs that have been created from your individual past experiences in life. You have to find common ground and compromise. (laughs) One thing you can do to overcome this is educate yourselves together about autism to figure out the strategies that work best for your child. All of our children are unique and what works for one likely won't work for another. Work to find common ground and adapt your parenting styles if needed. It's easy to put your relationship on the back burner when you're dealing with daily challenges. You have to prioritize your partner and make time for each other regularly. Don't put that off. Always remember you're a team, share responsibilities and make decisions together. Number six is social isolation. So many families raising autistic children withdraw from social activities due to the challenges that we face, right? You might feel cut off from your friends and family, which just leads to a sense of loneliness. When you have an autistic child, things change. And let's be honest, nothing is easy and we always have to have a plan B. I get it. Sometimes it feels easier to just stay home. But what I can tell you is that isolation can lead to feelings of loneliness and disconnect within your own relationship too. Make an effort to maintain connections with family and friends and consider joining support groups or online communities where you can share experiences and advice. I promise you that is why our private membership is such a source of comfort for our moms because they feel connected and they are no longer alone because we normalize this journey. We celebrate things the outside world doesn't understand. We get it. And these connections provide invaluable emotional support and help you feel less isolated along this journey. Number seven, and this is a tough one because I could probably in my history put this at at number one, but number seven is sleep deprivation. (laughs) 
Autistic children often struggle with sleep, right? And what does that do? It leads to exhaustion for parents. Sleep-deprived couples may find it difficult to connect emotionally. And during these seasons along your journey, it's just important that you acknowledge it. It's hard running on no sleep. That is just the truth. And for many of us, that is just the reality. Obviously, you want to work with your child's medical team to discuss you know, solutions for lack of sleep, but those aren't always easy to come by, unfortunately. Number eight is mental health. The stress of raising autistic children can take a toll on your mental health, leading to anxiety, depression, and even, you know, other issues. That's why I focus so much on coaching and your mental well-being in our private membership. Supporting each other's mental well-being is key to a healthy relationship. Many parents put their child's needs before their own neglecting their own well-being and, in turn, their relationship. Neglecting your own well-being can lead to burnout and resentment affecting your relationship. Those feelings of resentment, they just build up. And if one of you feels like you're carrying the majority of the caregiving, I know you know what I mean. You have to prioritize self-care for both you and your partner. And this might be, maybe it's exercise or hobbies, or maybe it's simply taking some time for relaxation. Maybe that looks like laying in a hammock, reading a book, or going fishing with a friend, or taking a bath. You have to remember that taking care of yourselves individually allows you to be better partners and parents together. Another thing, you have to be open and honest and share responsibilities. Number nine, unrealistic expectations. It's easy to set high expectations for your child's progress and your relationship. Remember, every child is unique and progress may not always happen as quickly as you would like. You have to be patient with yourselves and your child. And you have to celebrate every small victory and milestone along the way. Because remember, comparison is the thief of joy. Don't compare your child to other children, neurotypical or not. Your child is on their own timeline. Let them lead the way. And number 10 is grief and acceptance. And yes, I saved the best for last. When you first receive the diagnosis of autism for your child, it is usually an emotionally overwhelming experience. And many parents find themselves going through a process of grief. This grief can stem from the realization that your child's life is likely going to be different from what you envisioned. And it's perfectly okay to acknowledge those feelings. Look, let's be honest, none of us plan for this journey. We know that. But I want you to hear me when I say this. Lean in and listen. It is normal to grieve the loss of the child you had envisioned. And I wanna say, you are not grieving your child. It isn't about your child at all. It is just about the plan that you had 
that didn't go as planned. And it's important to acknowledge and allow yourself to feel these emotions without judgment. Both you and your partner have to process those feelings, whatever that looks like for each of you. Some couples may struggle with denial or bargaining or anger during this process. Something else that often comes up is external pressure from well-meaning friends and family. You know, your loved ones may offer unsolicited advice or judgment about your child's diagnosis and the way you're handling it as a couple. You and your partner are the primary decision makers for your child's well-being. Politely set boundaries with others and trust your instincts as parents. So here's where the challenge often arises within relationships. Often our spouses or partners may have different grieving processes. One of you might be more accepting of the diagnosis while the other may struggle to come to terms with it or even adamantly resist it. And then what happens is that the discrepancy in coping mechanisms creates tension, which leads to misunderstandings. Share your fears and your hopes and your concerns about your child's future with your partner. And more importantly, listen to theirs. Coming to terms with your child's diagnosis can be a long and challenging road. Be patient with each other, recognizing that you may be on different timelines in processing the diagnosis. Sometimes parents blame each other for their child's autism or challenges, but it's essential to remember that it is not your fault and it is not your partner's fault. It's also super common for one partner to have a better understanding of autism than the other. And then guess what happens? More misunderstandings and miscommunication. So what can you do? Educate yourselves, attend workshops, read books, listen to this podcast, and discuss what you've learned. Sometimes one or both of you may actually struggle to accept the reality of autism in your family. Acceptance is a process that every parent has to come to in their own timeline and in their own way. But it is truly the key that unlocks happiness along this parenting journey. You must also practice self-compassion right? You have to give yourself a lot of grace along this journey. And I want you to know and really understand that it's okay to have those moments of doubt or frustration or sadness along the way. Normal. Nothing has gone wrong. But you have to be gentle with yourself and each other during this emotional journey. If I could shout this from a bullhorn, I would. Acceptance doesn't mean giving up on your child's potential or their future. I want you to listen to that again. Acceptance does not mean giving up on your child's potential or their future. It means embracing their uniqueness and recognizing that they have their own strengths and abilities. And when you get to that place of acceptance, you get to witness 
all the amazing moments along the way. As parents, what if your shared commitment to helping your child reach their full potential could be a unifying force in your relationship? Imagine that. And then if that's possible, what might you do different? That's something for you to work through. Ask yourself that question and then answer it, right? What if your shared commitment to helping your child reach their full potential could be a unifying force in your relationship? When you stop wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different, you can actually be present in your life and find joy in the life that you are living. All right, y'all, that wraps up today. But remember that together you can navigate this journey with love and resilience. Relationships don't just work by themselves. You have to be willing to do the work. I hope you found these insights and strategies helpful as you navigate this challenging yet rewarding and amazing journey of raising autistic children while maintaining a loving relationship. Remember, it's not easy, but it's absolutely possible to thrive as a couple. You're both on this journey together and your love and support for each other are fundamental pillars in providing the best possible future for your family together. You've got this. And as always, if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me on social media or through our info email. Um, Thanks for joining me today. And until next week, take care. Keep loving each other. And remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now. I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children, who all show up to show the world they are not your average autism mom. It's my favorite place to be. So head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the wait list so you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.